Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You're listening to Season 3 of Confessions of a New Grad. This podcast is an ongoing story, so if you haven't listened to Seasons 1 and 2 yet, I'd recommend starting there. Also, just a heads up, there's some swearing and adult themes in this show. Chapter 33, Heroes and Urinals. The rest of the night at the bar on the beach kind of sucked. I tried to live in the moment and enjoy the warmth and the music and the gorgeous view, which was juxtaposed somewhat hilariously by the addition of gaudy gold and green tinsel. I supposed that it was only a few days before Christmas, but the festive decorations seemed out of place here. Steve had decided that instead of hearing my apologies, he would prefer to get wasted off those pink cocktails, and everyone else was coupled up and having a great time. Well, Apollo didn't seem to be. I felt his eyes on me all night, and when I looked at him, I was met with a pathetic wistful stare, which would have been annoying enough, but it was unbearable when coupled with Amanda's smile or wave. She didn't deserve any of this. But there wasn't much I could do to fix the situation at this point, except try and act normal around both of them. I managed that for a bit, getting tipsier and tipsier as the bartender refilled our pink cocktails, and then Braylon's face swam through the crowd and filled me with rage. How could he dance sensually with Gemma, laugh and joke with her, all while knowing perfectly well that he subscribed to a lifestyle that she, in all likelihood, did not? I wanted to tell her, but tonight wasn't the right time. She was already drunk, and I knew only too well the explosion that would ensue if she found out something like that while intoxicated. And anyway, she deserved to have some fun. Still, I was going to have to tell her soon. I could practically see her cold exterior melting away the longer she spent with Braylon. And it wasn't her fault because he'd purposefully only given her fragments of his story. And of course, he'd carefully selected the parts he knew she wanted to hear. I was pretty sure that his admission of being polyamorous had been a drunken slip-up. Surely he knew that Bentley would tell Gemma what he'd said. Or maybe he'd been counting on some kind of sexist guy code of silence and thought I hadn't heard from the back seat. I would have asked Steve about it. I was actually pretty pissed with Steve for not saying anything, since I was pretty sure Steve was not Polly, but doing so would have been like poking an already aggravated bear. At that moment, Lana, who had been dancing with a gorgeous Costa Rican guy who had tan skin and piercing green eyes, breathed exhilaratedly in my ear that she was going to take him home. What about your decaitis? Bentley looked outraged, oblivious to the bridesmaid he'd been dancing with all night's current attempts to make out with him. Decatus? Lana asked blankly. You said you were taking a vacation from Dick, Bentley bellowed. The music changed at that point, and everyone in the bar stared at him. Lana shrugged. I don't know what you're talking about. Is it cool if I use our bed, Bentley? 
Without waiting for an answer, she smiled, turned on her heel, grabbed the Costa Rican guy's hand, and was gone. I started to laugh. Lana was so unbelievably tactless that it was comical, but then I saw the look on Mentley's face and quickly stopped. It's time for shots, Bree said, shepherding all of us toward the bar. To my intense displeasure, I found myself at the far end of the group, next to Apollo. Brooklyn, he said, almost subconsciously it seemed, placing his hand on the small of my back. Where's Amanda? I asked, swatting his hand away. She left with Lana. She said she wasn't feeling well. Oh, that sucks, I said. I think it was Braylon's food, Apollo whispered. She was the only person other than him and Steve who actually ate any of it. Braylon said he and Steve eat his food all the time, so maybe they've got, like, a tolerance to questionably cooked chicken or something. Why didn't you leave with Amanda? I asked. I wanted to talk to you. About what? I asked exasperatedly. I'm really confused, he slurred. Why? Amanda is such a good person. Yeah, she is. But I want you. I gazed at him, not sure if I'd heard correctly, and wishing I didn't care. Wishing I could just walk away. Wishing the bar wasn't disappearing and my whole vision wasn't being taken up by his molten amber eyes. Where's Amanda? Brie asked, a sharp edge in her voice as she shoved herself between Apollo and I. Apollo gave his head a slight shake and explained, Why didn't you think of going back with her to take care of her? Brie wasn't even trying not to sound judgy at this point. Apollo bowed his head. Jagerbomb Apollo? Steve offered from the other side of the bar. Apollo accepted, looking relieved at having an excuse to stop talking to Brie. Let's go dance some more, Brie commanded, taking my arm. As we made our way to the sandy beach, which was also the dance floor, she said, pleadingly, Brooklyn, don't. Please don't. Don't what? She gave me a disdainful look. You know what? Don't do it, Brooklyn. You're better than that. I bit my lip. He will hurt you again. Okay. He's not misunderstood. He's not pining for you. He doesn't care about you. He doesn't care about Amanda. He doesn't care about anyone except himself. And if that doesn't turn you off, it should. I get it, Bree. Jeez. I don't think you do. Stop talking, I shouted at her. She was the one who didn't get it, with her perfect skin and perfect hair and perfect boyfriend who treated her like a queen. You've had an incredible guy be obsessed with you since you were 18, Brie. You don't know what it's like to date idiots and assholes and be lied to all the time, so you don't get to judge me. Brie looked like she was about to retort for a moment, then caught herself and said, I'm sorry, Brooklyn. I know it's hard, but no, you don't know. You have absolutely no idea. Brooklyn. Brie tried to take my hand, but I pushed her off and ran onto the dance floor. I knew I was being ridiculous and unfair. This wasn't Brie's fault, but right now I was too angry and drunk to go back and apologize to her. And then there was Gemma and Braylon twirling in front of me on the dance floor. As he spun her away, he winked at one of the bridesmaids behind her back. This 
was too much. I needed to tell Gemma immediately. But before I could fight my way through the crowd, I saw her point out towards the beach. Fire! she exclaimed gleefully, running full speed toward a huge bonfire that had been started down by the water. For someone who hated running, she was ridiculously fast when she wanted to be. Hey, wait up! Braylon called after her, and before I knew it, they were both gone. And I was left standing, alone, in the middle of the dance floor. Some guy offered me a joint, which I took, and then I was dancing with him, and the beats and the music were in my heart, and then Steve's face swam into view. I couldn't make out much of what he was saying, but I could feel his emotions, his hurt at what I'd said earlier, and there was so much more he didn't even know. And then Steve was gone, and then Gemma, Braylon, and Bentley were helping me into a cab, and everything was a blur of headlights. The white lights of the villa were an assault on my senses when we got home. Gemma put a glass of water and a cup of coffee in front of me in a motherly fashion. Drink these, Brooklyn. For a while, I just sat there, under the white lights of the kitchen, drinking coffee with one hand, water with the other. Gemma had refused to let me go to sleep until she was sure I was okay. A loud bang jolted me upright from the stupor I'd fallen into. I'm here! I'm here! I'm alive! Steve shouted, bounding through the front door. Oh, there you are. Thank God, Gemma said. I sent Apollo to go find you. Where is he? Apollo bent through the doorway, looking exhausted. Oh, good. All right, well, now everyone's here, I suppose we can go to sleep. Apollo saved my life, Steve shouted. Everyone winced. None of us were in the mood to be shouted at right now. Who knows what would have happened if he hadn't come back and rescued me. Thank you so much, man. It was nothing, Apollo said, as Steve flopped onto the couch. It was heroism. It really was nothing, Apollo insisted to the rest of us. I just found him sleeping under a urinal and woke him up. He probably would have been fine. A urinal? My God, Steve, go take a shower, Gemma commanded. He carried me out of there, like Superman in Lois Lane. Steve exclaimed, gesturing wildly to Apollo. Who knows where I would have ended up if you hadn't. Do you guys mind? Lana poked her head out of her bedroom door. We're trying to get some sleep in here. Oh, hey Bentley, you're sleeping on the couch tonight for obvious reasons. Bentley growled at her. Oh, Apollo, there you are. Amanda's sick, like puking her guts out sick. She told me not to let you go in and sleep with her because she's too embarrassed. Also, if she caught something, we should try to keep her contained. I, for one, do not want to spend my whole trip being sick. Don't wake her up, she added, as Apollo made to knock on the door. If she's asleep, trust me, she needs it. She's okay, though? Apollo asked, looking worried. I mean, no, but she will be. She was the only one who ate that disgusting food Braylon made, so it's probably just that. But let's just be careful in case it's something contagious. You guys didn't eat my food? Braylon asked, in a wounded voice. Of course we didn't, Braylon, my god! I guess it's you and me on the couch tonight, buddy, Apollo said to Bentley. Huh, have fun, Braylon laughed. That couch is barely big enough for one of you. Lana. Bentley moaned at her, but she just smiled and shut the door in his face. 
Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. You want to be Big Spoon or Little Man? Bentley resignedly asked Apollo. I actually think I'll just sleep on the floor, dude. The floor? Steve leapt up again. No, no, no. The floor is no place for a hero. Take my bed. I'll sleep on the floor. It beats the urinal, that's for sure. Uh, I said uncomfortably. Thanks, dude, but you're sleeping with Brooklyn, so... Apollo said. Oh, right, Steve said disinterestedly. Why doesn't Apollo just sleep on that huge daybed you guys have in your room? Braylon suggested. Oh, I forgot about that bed, I said, hating Braylon even more than I already did. Perfect, Apollo, come on in, Steve said. Or Bentley could take the day bed, I suggested. I'm fine here. Thanks there, Brooklyn. Okay, let's go to bed. I'm exhausted from our adventure, Steve said, ushering Apollo into our room. Well, good night then, Gemma said, through clenched teeth as Steve shut our door on the rest of the group. Apollo, Steve, and I crammed into our tiny bathroom to brush our teeth, Steve fawning over Apollo the whole time. Would you like an extra blanket, Apollo? I think we've got one in the cupboard. And how's that pillow on the daybed? If you want mine, just let me know. I'm sure it's fine, Apollo said. All right, well, anything else you need, just say the word, Steve said, collapsing onto the far side of our enormous bed and promptly turning his back on me. Apollo lay awkwardly down on the daybed, his calves dangling off the end. I crawled under the sheet and reached over to shut off the light. The moon was almost full, and its light streamed through the window above the daybed, bathing the room in a silvery glow. I felt Apollo's eyes on me, and resisted looking over at him for as long as I could. But then Steve began to snore, and I finally gave in. Brooklyn, he whispered. Apollo, no, I said. Even though Steve was mad at me, he was still right here, next to me. And Amanda was puking in the next room. It was all just wrong. I just need to say nothing. But... Good night, Apollo, I said forcefully and rolled over.
Thanks for listening. That's it for this episode. If you want to find out what happens next right now, subscribe for early access to all 10 episodes of Season 3 on Apple Podcasts. Otherwise, the next episode will be out next Monday at 3 a.m. Vancouver time. If you're enjoying the show, please give it five stars on Apple or Spotify, write a review, share it on social media, and tell your friends. Confessions of a New Grad is written, performed, and produced by me, Greta Craig. Rebecca Montgomery does cover and episode artwork, as well as editing the scripts. Thank you to the Canada Council for the Arts for funding this season. For accompanying illustrations, exclusive news, and extra content, you can follow the show on Instagram at newgradpodcast. You can also find more information and get in touch via our website, confessionsofanewgrad.com. Special thanks to all the musicians who allowed us to use their work in this production. You can find the soundtracks in the episode descriptions. I love interacting with you and hearing your thoughts on the show or anything at all, so please feel free to continue to reach out to me on Instagram or via the show's website. softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.